I'm a handshake tape, I'm a spud with a play. I'm a miracle that's greater day by day. I ain't your average quitter, I don't put up a cough. I'm doing the best I can. The trunk tater, don't be hated. Good morning, my fellow Trump taters out there. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning before this Thanksgiving day that we're going to enjoy tomorrow. Uh, so I'm going to start out a little bit more with gratitude and why gratitude is so essential uh, in our lives. So I'm going to talk about the seven critical reasons, crucial reasons why gratitude can change your life. Um, first is gratitude shifts your focus. So I'm going to start there. I'm going to get every time we start a segment, I'll throw in a couple more, but I thought this was really kind of good when I read this article this morning. Uh, it says one of the reasons why gratitude can change your life is because it shifts your focus. You see, life is all about focus. Whatever we focus on, we move towards. When we live in a state of lack of, of lack and negativity, we see more of that. It's always see something in a negative light, and you focus on that, it's easy to see all the problems and dilemmas around surrounding a, a situation when you're thinking about it continually. And so when you're thinking about the things you're grateful for, in turn, it's also easy to see things in a positive light. Even when problems arise, if you've never met an, an always positive person, you know just how true this statement is. Even when something goes wrong, they look for the silver lining in the situation. So applying that to our political scenario right now. <laughs> it's definitely, we've, we've seen some things go wrong and we probably, you know, may walk away from this going, this is not fair, but it's okay. I, I mean, my son and I went to breakfast yesterday and he is, I have four children, three of whom I think voted for uh, Trump and one that did not, or well, I don't think she did. And she could have surprised me, but she wouldn't talk to me about it as she did. But uh, this is my one that actually wagered some money on Trump and was trying to get me to put some money down on it when Trump was two to two to one odds against Trump. So, um, so he. So what, what I find interesting is that how we know the election's not final right now is because he hasn't been paid and he hasn't been denied payment, and so, and so therefore the people in the betting arena are not calling this bet yet and. Uh, and so there, th that gives me some hope, you know, the, the people who actually have money down one way or the other against it are not making payouts on this election yet. So I don't think we should, you know, look at it one way or the other and say it's called because uh, until Las Vegas pays out, I don't think it's been called. Um, but, you know, he pointed out to me yesterday, he goes, you know, it may not be bad if Biden is president for the next four years, because it may help people realize exactly why what trump did and uh and how incredible trump was uh, as president and um and kind of put to rest this whole socialist ideology but uh so i don't know i mean we we do have to look for the silver lining in this regardless of how it does turn out but uh boy i, I woke up this morning to a couple of articles that i have a lot of hope um one and if i can find the article that i was hoping for is uh, this is kind of connected to Utah because this is overstock.com and uh, Patrick Byrne has kind of been in the news a few years ago and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was along the lines of the Russian hoax um, element that he was kind of thrust in and he kind of went in incognito and hiding. And then uh, Jonathan Johnson took over overstock.com uh, overstock and I haven't heard very much from Patrick Byrne's, uh, since that happened. Uh, so I was interested when I saw this article pop up this morning on uh, what he feels like happened. Uh, and he calls it the drop and roll technique. And so I'll just kind of read you a little bit of what uh, Patrick Byrne says. He said that um, the McFiles, um, okay, he went on to talk, quote, Christopher McDonald of the McFiles. Uh, to discuss the drop and roll strategy Democrats used to steal the 2020 election from President Donald Trump. President Trump set all new records for this U.S. president. We've talked about this. I mean, we gained 14 GOP seats. Uh, we looks like we're going to maintain the Senate, depending on how Georgia goes. And we picked up a lot in uh, state legislative bodies. Um, 
but it wasn't enough to beat Joe Biden. As we previously de- uh, reported, Democrats used the drop and roll technique to steal the states that they needed for an improbable win with the senile candidate who hid in his basement all year long. Another article I read earlier this morning, too, was talking about how, again, we, we mentioned this earlier on a couple of podcasts on how President Trump was out there campaigning and campaigning, not just a little bit, but campaigning hard, four or five campaign rallies a day to, to the tune of twenty to 50,000 people at each one, all with enthusiastic messaging and uh, winning over the hearts and minds of American people while Joe Biden was sitting in his basement. And I thought, what kind of campaign is that? But what they were doing, they had their lawyers out. Uh, they were had uh, challenges on how they could set up barriers for campaign sites. They had um, everything set in place that we saw happen that ended up still in the election. And, and so we were focusing on the campaign and they were focusing on the actual election and how to, how to make sure they won the election um, through nefarious ways. So anyway, he goes on in this drop and roll uh, suggestion here. I shouldn't say suggest, I believe it definitely happened. Patrick Burns discussed the technique. Uh, They use the drop and roll technique. I think Democrats have a long history of using black people in very pernicious ways. They, They are using black people as they have done for so many years. At a certain point in the election counting, they essentially freeze and see how many ballots they need to get up over the guy who's actually winning. And from then on, they just set whatever new batch comes in and a, and a prefigured, there's some states where they found 53 data points in a row. This will actually be revealed in the charts that are going to be uh, forthcoming tomorrow. So I guess there's some things that are going to be coming uh, tomorrow on this. But again, they use in predominantly uh, these neighborhoods and precincts and minorities uh, because then they could come out and say you're trying to disenfranchise the black vote. Uh, by not wanting to count uh, these votes, even though these votes, like in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and uh, Wisconsin and probably uh, Georgia too, um, all were significantly over the amount of people actually registered to vote. Uh, So, but if you challenge it all, then you're challenging and saying that you don't want the to count uh, the votes of these minority populations there. So it it puts people in a a quagmire on challenging uh, these votes. So anyway, that's kind of interesting little piece from someone local of uh, overstock.com and his focus. But he, in in this, he assures us that there's some things coming out tomorrow that uh, should back this drop and roll theory uh, up. So number two on why we should focus in on gratitude from your mental health and wellness to your emotional fortitude, spiritual aptitude, and your physical strength can all be derived from a simple and basic behavior, gratitude. Gratitude can change your life by quite literally improving the quality of it. You're the sum of all your parts, and it's gratitude that can help you benefit from each of these small parts. Studies have uniquely linked gratitude to satisfaction of life, and it's no secret that people who are more grateful for things are far more satisfied in their lives. There's a sound stability that exists that when you can appreciate the important things of your life, no matter what shape, size, or form, or factor that they might take on. However, many people chalk this up to being successful. They think it's easy for successful people to be grateful because they have so much to be grateful for. Well, this isn't about success, money, jobs, cars, houses, or anything. These people... Do these things help people improve the quality of their lives? So I was thinking, you know, I know many successful people with the financial blessings that aren't necessarily happy or grateful for the things that they have. So maybe, you know, they might have success in one area of their life, but that does not make them successful in all areas. Usually they struggle with some family relations or uh, other aspects. And definitely I've seen a lot of successful people endure some incredibly hardships that uh, that I haven't had to go through. So um, so the gratitude uh, isn't about having lots of money. Gratitude is about the, uh, is not about um, attaining large sums of money. When it doesn't, people can go off the rails when they put their gratitude you know tied to this. Gratitude is just about being, 
grateful for the small things we have in life, appreciating the family relationships we have, appreciating our health, appreciating the home in which we live in, that we have a car to drive, good, clean water to drink, uh, that we have, we can go to the doctor when we need to, things like that. So anyway, when we get back on the Trump Tater, we'll finish, uh, talk a little bit more about gratitude and how that can apply to the our political environment today. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 406 0046. 800 406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Welcome back to the Trump Tater this morning. I'm Jamie Renda, still missing my co-host, Dallin Johnson, and wishing him a speedy recovery. So talk about a couple more things on how being grateful can help us. I mean, uh, gratitude can make us feel happier and be happier. Uh, one, it, it, The study confirmed that having gratitude does in fact make us feel happier. They've done uh, multiple different tests on this. They, they take different diverse groups of people going through the same problems in life and, uh, and have one of them apply uh, a gratitude journal or writing gratitude le- letters and another focusing on what brought them to the point that they're at, that they're having these problems and another that they kind of stay neutral on and, 
and uh, those that focused on the problems that brought them to where they're at uh, were the least happiest, and those that uh, focused in on the things that they had to be grateful for were the most happy uh, people out of the bunch. So it can truly make us happier in our lives, even if our circumstances don't change, it can shift our focus of what we do have to be grateful for. Now, one I mentioned in the last segment was grateful for clean water. I mean, we take that for granted so often, I think, in the United States. But uh, in Utah, or specifically Ogden, I live in Ogden, Utah, not only do I have clean water, but I have water that tastes really good. And I say that because I'm going to Amarillo tomorrow, uh, Amarillo, Texas, to my mother's funeral this weekend. And uh, the water in Amarillo just doesn't taste good. It's clean, but it doesn't taste good. <laughs> and so I'm grateful for, for water that's not only clean, but water that actually has a good taste that I don't have to uh, buy all my water at the store that I'm going to drink and uh, or have some fancy filtration system on my uh, on my faucet that I have clean water that has a great taste. Uh, and what, one that I haven't thought of is how gratitude reduces our fears. And uh, so I found this kind of interesting is um, we can't have gratitude at the same time and have fear in our hearts and that they don't totally work because uh, fear occurs when we're left out to dwell on the topics that we feel are out of our control. So again, th this applies to where we are currently in our in our uh, political atmosphere. And so there's a lot of reasons that uh, that we might have fear if the left is successful at still in this election. Uh, just watching Biden appointing the people he's appointing to these cabinet positions is enough to cause us some fear. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I've got to focus in on some gratitude. So I'm not just freaking out over this, but I, so I have a lot of gratitude in the sense that I think we have some systems in play that's going to prevent anything from happening to a big swing uh, right now, as long as we can maintain um the 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 control of the Senate, and even if we don't have the control of the Senate, hopefully we can uh, be able to persuade the good, the few good Democrats out there to join um, sides if anything radical is about to happen. And the same in the House. I think we're close enough in the House that we can be persuasive uh, enough to some of the blue, blue dog Democrats or some of the more conservative Democrats out there not to follow their part, their party over the cliff and, and to put our country over the cliff. So I think there's some things out there that we can be quite grateful for that the systems we have within our government is going to offer that check and balances that even if they're successful still in this election, that uh, I don't think we have to live in great fear. Definitely some things are going to happen and it's not going to go the direction we went and maybe our economy is not going to pick up as fast. I mean, there's going to be some some downfalls, but I think we have a lot to be grateful for uh, that we live in the country we do and that even something as devastating as, uh, as them still in this election right now, I think we can overcome that by, by focusing on the things that uh, we had to be grateful for in our country and knowing that that change won't be as swift as they would like it to be. Um, another, well, I, I'm going to go on to talk a little bit about a couple of other issues um, that are happening. Oh, Michael Flynn, General Flynn. This one just totally breaks my heart because this is a man, three-star general who served our country so faithfully, uh, came in with the desire to really clean house in the military to go through and do an audit and find out where we could cut costs and uh, be more fiscally responsible and uh, and so he was one of the very first ones that were targeted in the Trump administration from day one. So he's been fighting this battle for over four years now. And he was one that had his constitutional rights infringed upon by having them eavesdrop on his conversations. And so here Joe Biden and his team are doing exactly what General Flynn did in talking to foreign leaders and trying to do this transition uh, of the new administration yet General Flynn was targeted, and at first I thought he was targeted because, you know, just his affiliation with uh, President Trump, but he was targeted because I think they knew what a powerhouse he was going to be in going in and cleaning out 
the excess spending that takes place in our military complex. And uh, one of the things, I think General Mad Dog Mattis the other day said one of the first things Biden ought to do is take away the American first agenda military-wise. And I thought some of these people, I mean, their pockets are lined, financially lined because of our military complex uh, wars that take place. And I don't think they've been happy at all that President Trump has kept us out of these foreign wars, that he's bringing our troops home after 20 years of um, being over in Afghanistan and these other places, you know, 18, 20 years. And he said that enough is enough. And, uh, but when we're not involved in a foreign war, money's harder to, um, to go unnoticed. In other words, you know, I know my husband was over in Afghanistan. He said it was just absolutely sickening the amount of cash money that flows to some of these military contractors to, uh, within like Afghanistan and other things to to be able to procure different um, materials or and, and so a lot of that's just totally unaccounted for. So I think a lot of people who have a financial interest in us being at war um, are have been disappointed that President Trump has put America first. That if it does not directly involve. Um, the security of America, that we're not going to lose our men and women over in a war that is not uh, directly going to be of a benefit to our country. And that doesn't mean he hasn't been strong um, because he's actually created and been able to create peace over in the Middle East like we've never seen before, even though he doesn't get any acknowledgement of the peace that he's created over there for Nobel Peace Prize currently. And uh, a lot of these peace agreements won't make it if Joe Biden is, ends up being the leader. So I think we'll be able to see some things happen right away, uh, which aren't going to be for the positive. But back to General Flynn. I, w- I was reading this morning that Adam Schiff, pencil neck Schiff, is all kind of butthurt right now because President Trump is going to uh, give General Flynn a pardon. Even though General Flynn has not wanted a pardon in the past because he wanted to basically prove his innocence and uh, he was coerced into making uh, the plea deal he made to be able to save his family because they were going after his son and they were determined that they were going to take this family down. So anyway, um, it, it saddens my heart that General Flynn has not had the chance to work his way through the system because even the Department of Justice dropped the charges against him. And this radical judge basically said, you can't do that. And uh, I thought it was over. So I was really surprised when I saw this morning that uh, that he's probably going to get a pardon. And not, not sad that he's going to get the pardon, but sad that he has to get the pardon because the way our legal system has been so unfair to him and his family. So anyway, our, our thoughts and prayers of gratitude go out for General Flynn and his family being willing to fight the fight that they have fought and stand up for our country and... Uh, I wish him and his family well, and hopefully, you know, something can happen and and, uh, a signal that maybe he might have a few more, you know, some more time if Trump is going to get elected to continue fighting this in the court system. But if not, he's very deserving of that party. So we're going to be back on the Trump Hitter in just a minute, talking a little bit more about gratitude and how we can apply that to our lives right now. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. With coronavirus infections surging in California, state and local officials are adding new restrictions in hopes of slowing down the cases. The new lockdown measures, which include a late-night curfew in most of California and the shuttering of restaurants and places of worship, have been met with some skepticism by a public weary of politicians breaking the very mandates they're imposing. Referring to the curfew, Dr. George Rutherford, an infectious disease expert at UC San Francisco, said last week, it's because of bad behavior going up in the evening, at least what I recall from college. Dr. Mark Golley, California Health and Human Services Secretary, said it aims to prevent super-spreading incidents among friends at night that can begin a chain reaction. 
Arizona's Republican Governor Doug Ducey said Tuesday that Democrat Joe Biden won the state's presidential election vote and endorsed its voting process despite numerous claims of irregularities. You're listening to USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. policy points and availability vary by state. With a shortened work week, for those of us fortunate enough to be working during this pandemic, USA Radio News Val Dior looks at what the big meal will cost us in 2020. The average cost of a Thanksgiving dinner dropped 4% from last year, the lowest it's been since 2010. That's according to the American Farm Bureau Federation, a Washington-based trade group representing farmers and ranchers. The report is based on more than 230 surveys with pricing data from all 50 states. A meal for 10 should cost you an average of $46.90. Retailers are pricing turkeys to encourage you to shop. The average price of a turkey dropped 7% this year to a bit more than 19 bucks for a 16-pound turkey. Whipped cream and sweet potatoes also saw prices drop. However, prices for the good stuff, dinner rolls, cubed bread for stuffing, and pumpkin pie mix is up slightly. All in all, gathering friends and family during a pandemic priceless. From the Texas USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Val Dior. The University of Illinois Extension is reporting an estimated 46 million turkeys are eaten each Thanksgiving. USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trump Tate. I almost forgot to tell my audience out there, especially from Utah and the Ogden area or Provo area, that take the newspapers. I put in a lovely ad that will be in this weekend's newspaper. And uh, I'll just share my ad with you. And uh, my husband and others go, Jamie, <laughs> you know, why, what, what's this thing you have against me? I mean, they don't like me either, but I obviously mine's gone to the point of obsession. So and the reason I bring this up, I was about to talk about Paul Ryan. And Paul Ryan came out in his little haughtiness because he's such a good guy. Um and uh, I say that in sarcasm in case you were questioning that. But Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House when uh, President Trump was elected. And he did a horrendous job as Speaker of the House under President Trump because he intentionally tried to undermine Trump the first year and a half Trump was in office. And I believe he did so again because I believe Paul Ryan, Mitt Romney, and John McCain were in on this political Russian hoax from the beginning. And they were trying to... They were participating in this political coup against uh, our great president. There's no way the Democrats would approach this type of political coup on their own. They had to have some Republican support. And so these three individuals are three, I believe, participated in that. But, uh, of course, Paul Ryan, along with uh, Mitt Romney, are some of the biggest ones calling for Trump to concede the election at this time. And uh, so it reminded me of this article that I finally got put together yesterday. It's an ad um, on um, Mitt Romney. And uh, so we all remember Mitt Romney and how concerned he was about Ukraine during this impeachment that took place against our president. Now, he was the only Republican that voted for impeachment. And you think why? And his reasoning was so asinine. He said because he didn't have enough compelling evidence to exonerate him. And I didn't think that's how our judicial system worked. I thought we had to have enough compelling evidence to convict, but he didn't have enough compelling evidence to exonerate him. So he voted for impeachment. But in this uh, impeachment vote, he he bowed his head and he bit his lip. And he talked about what a deeply religious man he was. And he had these deeply religious values and 
and uh, and he just couldn't bring himself not to impeach our president. So my ad that's going in the paper uh, this weekend uh, says lost. It's a lost and found offer and a reward. Lost Senator Mitt Romney's deeply religious values. $500 reward for the pers- first person who can help Mitt find them. Mitt lost his values when Mitt stayed silent when Tara Reid accused Joe Biden of sexual assault. Even Kamala Harris believed Tara, but Mitt said Joe was an honorable man. Lost when Joe Biden's abuse of power as VP as he enriched his family in Russia, three and a half million, Ukraine, a sweet job with for no experience hunter that paid millions, and Joe's threat to withhold funds from Ukraine if they did not fire the prosecutor investing hunter. China, $1.5 billion loan to Hunter after a trip with the VP Joe Biden. The Hunter's laptop evidence, business partners testifying against the Biden crime family, and much more. Lost values when it talked about, when he didn't talk about FBI corruption, the Russia hoax, the FISA abuse, spying on political candidates, or the corrupt impeachment against our great president. Lost values in Hillary Clinton's email scandal, Anthony Weiner's laptop scandal, Hillary Clinton's Liza Magazi, and the Clinton pay-for-play charitable foundation, and much more. Lost values on the corrupt election. The only five states had ever held statewide mail-out elections, Utah being one. Mitt mocked Trump's concern for corruption. Even though many states had more voters in the counties than registered uh, had more voters in counties than registered voters. Uh, dead people voted mysterious glitches in software that only switch uh, switch votes from Trump to Biden. Five states that shut down on their counting with Trump in big leads, only to wake up the next morning to find that Biden received a supermajority of the votes that were found overnight. Mitt says there's no corruption and that Trump should concede. Do Mitt Romney's deeply religious values only apply to his hostile and jealous feelings towards President Trump? What kind of religious values are these? If you can help Mitt, please call. And I'd list his Salt Lake, St. George, and Washington, D.C. numbers. So anyway, I'm hoping that some uh, of our fellow Utahns can reach out and help Mitt find his deeply religious values. I've never heard him criticize anyone other than our great president, President Trump. So anyway, having a little fun with politics with the Trump-tator. Again, as a reminder, what the Trump-tator is and the definition of a Trump-tator. So please help us change this definition in the vernacular. A Trump-tator is one who outclasses, outshines, and outperforms, defeats someone or something, a dependable and exemplary person. And that's who I believe our president is, and that's who we each need to strive to be as Trump-taters in our lives. So anyway, going to go on to a little bit more of uh, the news that's out there today. One of the things that I found quite sad, and uh, you see this all over in Portland, New York, all over these liberal states, and how they're going to use our law enforcement officers against the citizens of that state. And these are the same cities that wanted to defund our police, that did not see their value. And... uh, And yet they want to further pit our police against law-abiding citizens by having them go to uh, Governor uh, Cuomo uh, is all upset because a lot of the the police departments and sheriffs says that they're not going to enforce these ridiculous laws. And he came out and says, you have no right to say you're going, you know, which laws you will or will not enforce. That's the that's the language of a dictator. And I thought, wow, (laughs) coming from coming from the man who wants to force, enforce how many people you can have for Thanksgiving dinner and uh, what businesses can be open, which ones can be closed, I mean, uh, or have to be closed. I mean, it's just, it's incredible, his projection of these police officers who say they're not going to enforce these unjust laws, and now he's comparing them to dictators. So, but the same thing is happening in Portland, the Portland mayor I uh, was asked if uh, if she's going to have the police go out and for- enforce, and she's encouraging neighbors to tattle on neighbors. And they said, well, how would that you know play out? And she goes, well, it's the same as if somebody was having a party down the street from you, and uh, and you wanted and you called the police because they were being loud. And 
So I thought, no, it's really not the same. <laughs> Someone who's having a party and being really loud is distru- disrupting the neighborhood. Someone who's having a private gathering in their home, eating turkey together, and no, it's not the same. But uh, she's encouraging people to call the police on their neighbors if they see excessive cars. And uh, nothing, another thing I found puzzling, not that I'm an alcohol drinker because I don't drink, but I found it puzzling that they were discouraging singing, which I can see you know, because of the breath that goes out and the exposure to the coronavirus, um, perhaps. But then loud music. What does loud music have to do with spreading a coronavirus? Drinking of alcoholic beverages. Again, a lot of these liberal states shut down their um, their liquor uh, cells at 5 o'clock today. No more liquor cells till Friday. And uh, I thought, what does that have to do with... Um, the spread of coronavirus. Again, I don't drink, so I'm not really, doesn't impact me, but I just found it surprising that these would be two more additional elements that they are discouraging. Um, can't sing, can't hug, can't sit together, can't eat together. Uh, don't want you to drink. Uh, don't want you to even listen to music. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. Uh, just just not getting, you know, the extent other than to see how far they can push Americans to be sheep and how and how many Americans will follow this uh, sheep-like mentality. So I can say is one, I'm, I'm going to spend 16 hours in the car driving with my family. My son and my daughters are driving separately. So we're all driving a long way to go to, to the funeral of my mother to find out that my kids will not probably really be able to spend very much time with their cousins because, um, my my family is buying into the whole coronavirus aspect, even though three people in my family have already had coronavirus. So technically, uh, we're pretty safe. I mean, the odds of somebody getting coronavirus from our family is very minimal since the three of us have already had it. Um, so again, I, I, it just makes me sad uh, to how, you know, how many people, and again, it's not that I don't believe in being wise on this, but uh, we have to live our lives and the damage that we see happening right now in our in our country and in our community. Suicide rates, we've lost more people to suicide in Utah than we've lost to coronavirus this year. I mean, we've got to start addressing the mental health crisis that this is causing and will cause for many years to come. And in the lives of these young kids for perhaps perhaps most of them in their lifetime. So we're going to get back on the Trump Tater, wrap up a few more areas that gratitude can impact and change our lives and, uh, and move on to our Thanksgiving weekend. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. 
So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. Almost forgot about my phone call I received from the Weber Morgan Health Department yesterday. Now, this is 11 days after I tested positive for coronavirus. I get my contact tracing call, and they said, I just want to make sure that you know what you're supposed to do. And I thought to myself, well, it's a good thing I did know because. 11 days later is not a very good time to remind me. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, but I did have a, t- a nice talk with this young lady, uh, not to pick on her, but I just found it kind of odd that uh, that they would be calling me 11 days after to tell me that I had to quarantine for 10 days. And I thought, yeah, my quarantine was over yesterday. And uh, but on top of that, I, I, I asked about this saliva test that I took. And uh, because I was asystematic, I said, you know, I believe I had uh, coronavirus back in February, and I believe it was picking up on some antibodies. And she informed me that uh, the majority of the saliva tests that come back positive are asymptomatic. And so I thought, yeah, there's got to be something to it. Don't y'all think you should do some research on this? And um so I, I, I'm, I'm thinking in the lines that they're picking up on people who've been exposed in the past, have had it to one degree or another, and just have antibodies in their system. So I, I really think if they are seeing a pattern there, that there's more people that are asymptomatic with the saliva test by a significant margin than those that are ace, the, that uh, with the nose swab, then I think there's something they should be looking at and informing us because if it is picking up an antibodies and you are you have nothing, then they need to either no longer use the saliva test and only use this nasal swab uh, because it's putting people 10 days out of commission in their lives. So not just them, but their roommates and their family and uh, really impacting the productivity of businesses and, uh, and families. So anyway, health department, come on, let's get some of that research out there and figure out if we should be using this test anymore, if it's systematically picking up positives with people who are asymptomatic compared to the nasal swab. So, but because of president Trump, we may not have to worry about this much longer because under his direction of operation warp speed, we now have, I believe, is it four, Brian, four pharmaceutical companies or three? I thought I heard a fourth, but we know at least three pharmaceutical companies now have came up with a vaccine anywhere from 90 to 95 percent effective. And even Joe Scarborough, who is uh, I won't go into Joe, but he's right up there with Mint and Paul Ryan in my book. And um, even Joe had uh, Joe Scarborough came out and said, you know, out of all the horrible things that Trump's done in his presidency, this and this and this and this. He may go down as very successful in his vaccinations because of this Operation Warp Speed, being able to come up with three vaccinations that are going to be very effective. And so for those willing, now granted, all you Trumpsters out there and all you Trump daters uh, know that this was developed under the guidance of President Trump. So you should have a little bit more confidence in 
in uh, participating in this vaccine than maybe you would have if it came up under Biden. Uh, some of you out there are, are anti-vaxxers, so I'm not going to push my thought process on you there, but I'm not anti-vaccines. Uh, I believe vaccines have been incredible um, advancement in our humanity and being able to overcome a lot of illnesses. And uh, now not all va- vaccines, you have to be cautious. I mean, there's some out there you might want to wait and see on, but uh but I have a lot of friends who are anti-vaxxers. So again, each to their own there. I believe in medical freedom and us being able to choose what's best for us and our families. I want to go on to number five on how gratitude can help us in our lives. And number five, it strengthens and enhances our faith, regardless of what faith that we have. If we believe in Jesus Christ or Allah or Buddha or just a spiritualness that combines us all together that uh, gratitude can strengthen and enhance our faith and belief in whatever school of thought we subscribe to. Uh, there's a, do, a deep-rooted appreciation for those things that arise uh, when, we're in, when we're grateful. In fact, it becomes uh, baked into the very fabric of our being. In turn, it strengthens our faith and our belief in all things. It's my belief in God and realization that I'm truly and completely grateful for everything in my life, including my problems. And uh, so, and I, and I think that's one of the things I took for granted over time. And again, a shout out to one of my favorite people, Jordan Peterson. And I mentioned the new book that he has coming out uh, online and in hardback form in March, and it's called Beyond Order. And I mention this because Jordan Peterson's kind of opened my eyes on the importance of being grateful for our problems because humanity, and uh, he, he gives an example of how um, mice, if they're not given any challenges and uh, like mazes or different things that they can do, if they're just there, they end up beating their head against the wall because out of strict boredom and uh, problems that we face in our lives give us that opportunity to to kind of dig deep within ourselves and figure out how we're going to overcome, how we can uh, take that problem and, uh, and find a solution for it. And that's part of life. Uh, part of life is overcoming our challenges, overcoming the things that we're presented with. And so we should be grateful uh, for the problems that we have and the opportunity we have to overcome those problems and find solutions for them. So again, it strengthens our faith. Uh, gratitude gives us peace of mind. There's an inner belief that develops when you're truly grateful for things. It provides a sound peace of mind, the kind that does not exist when you live in the expectation of certain things. If you've ever noticed people who expect certain things out of life, who attempt to bend the will of others for their own personal advancement, you'll find feeble-minded individuals who don't get very far. There is a, a respect that develops for those that can stay humble, even while enduring the media um, rise to success, fame, and stardom. Humility is definitely one of the prevailing qualities of many of the most successful people in the world because they've had to endure and recover from their heartache and pain and failure and defeat. They've become grateful by not taking things for granted because they've lived out that uh, they've lived that other life that have that they've had to wade through some of the pain and anguishes in their lives. So they they remain humble and know what it took for them to get there. They overcame those problems, they overcame those struggles, they found solutions to move forward. Uh, and the last one before we go on and to wrap up this program today is it it emboldens us to reach our goals. So when we have gratitude, it gives us the belief in ourselves, belief in the things that are possible. I believe wholeheartedly in the art of goal setting. When you set goals in the right way, you can quite literally achieve anything you put your mind to, not overnight or not in a few weeks or months, but but in years of consistent and persistent action. And one of the ways that gratitude can change your life is emboldening you to reach for those goals. Gratitude helps you succeed by first creating a platform of internal success. As long as you're happy, healthy, and sound of mind, body, and spirit, you can reach forward your goals uh, 
without too much external distraction. But when you lack these things because you're unhappy with your current affairs and you live in a state of negativity and lack, it's harder to push forward in trying to achieve the things that you set for yourself in your life. So anyway, just remember as we go into Thanksgiving tomorrow, be mindful of all the things you had to be grateful for and how gratitude can help you in all circumstances in your life to live a happier life and make the life of your family and your friends and those directly around you uh, happier as well. Um, just want to see if there's anything else want to close off on today. Oh, again, um, I just want to give a shout out to our police law enforcement that's been put in some very precarious situations. Keep them in your prayers, um, in your thoughts. And if, if by some chance you're at Costco and your son doesn't have a mask on and police come and arrest you like they did in Georgia, <laughs> I mean, try to still have a, a good attitude towards your police department because they're just being put put uh, in horrible situations against the people right now. So keep our police in your thoughts and prayers. And uh, because without law and order in our society, we don't have a civilization and we need good police officers. And so make sure you, that you're always um Express a, a, a word of gratitude if you run into some a police officer at the grocery store or in a restaurant or you know your neighbor or somebody that's a police officer. Just let them know that we're we're grateful for the service that they give our community that allow us to to live peaceful lives. And uh, so make make sure you express that gratitude for our law enforcement and for our military. But right now, I see our frontline people right now are more of our our men in blue that are on the streets protecting us and providing um, a civilization that uh, that we can live in and abide together. So happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to everybody on Friday or Monday, depending on when we get back on the Trump Tater. Oh, 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 oh,